Welcome to an African Millennial Podcast, where we come to learn, grow, and be inspired. And I'm your host, Vanessa Kimoro. Thank you for joining in and coming together to have real and authentic conversations on life, love, work, and everything in between. Let's get into it. Hi, William. How are you? Hi, Vanessa. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining in on this call. Yes, thank you also for inviting me. Yeah, it's, an, it's amazing that we're actually here. <laughs> and I think we reconnected yeah. last year in COVID. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which reminds me we have a lot spending. <laughs> I know. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you in and I think um, I invited you here today because I believe your stories is one of those of inspiration um, you're one of those mm. guys I know who's always on the go always looking for opportunity in fact sometimes <laughs> I finish a phone call with you and I'm like I have to diarize and I'm like okay William said this think about this and very practicing so when I thought of an entrepreneur to talk about real life issues with I thought of you Wow, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think um, we need to demystify entrepreneurship. I think we've been sold this beautiful story, which is fine. The story is beautiful in, in many ways. Uh-huh. It does also come with a lot of hills and valleys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so romanticized, especially amongst our age mates. The people you yeah. call millennials in a lot of these posts. Yeah, and you can imagine people think when you become self-employed, now you have more free time. Uh, okay, okay, it's debatable. <laughs> it's debatable, but uh, hopefully over time. Yeah, it's more about managing your time than having more free time, isn't it? Actually, how can I put it? Mm. If you have uh, an uncertain path and all these things you have to do, you have to figure out. Uh, sometimes, you know, when you figure out what you need to do as an entrepreneur, when nobody is watching, nobody is telling you what to do, find that uh, actually you need more hours. And uh, of course, the, the issue is compounded when you have, you know, you have other things to do. You have family, you have a social life, you have friends. So it's, it's crazy, by the way. That's yeah. very true. I so agree with you. So who is William? Okay, so <laughs> William. William is, a, William is a changing definition of someone who just likes to get things done. Uh, I should mention that at high school, I wanted to be an aviator. That's just a nice way of saying I wanted to be a pilot. Does every but, guy uh, want to be a pilot or what? Of course, we were misguided. That's really what we... I mean, for me, it was... It was an obsession growing up. I wanted to be a pilot. I wanted to fly. I think there's something about planes that's so fascinating with kids. Yeah. And uh, up until high school, I still wanted to be a pilot. And uh, maybe that pilot, I think I joke about it. I say it's maybe it's doing pilot projects. Maybe <laughs> maybe that's the pilot in what what we wanted to achieve. But yeah, that's what I wanted to be at. Uh, at Form 4, uh, that's when I shifted and I got this scholarship to join Strathmore. 
to do IT. Actually, it was DBIT at that time. Yeah. Uh, so when I joined Strathmore, you know, when it's free, you will join and you will do that course. And then I'm thinking in my head, so let me first of all take this free course. Later, I'm, I'm going to go back and yeah. find my way into my piloting stuff. But as it so happened, one thing led to another. We, in the course of DBIT, that's when we started, you know, like hustling, doing small-time gigs for clients, and it grew into a passion. Well, hustling yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, seriously, in, in, that was in 2010. We started our first company in 2010, the domains company. We just figured out how, you know, how hot domains are. Yeah, you know, domains that time, they were not as advanced as they are. Like right now we have like, uh, like about over a thousand TLDs. So that's like top level domains. You can have Vanessa.church, Vanessa.space, Vanessa. A lot of other extensions that are there. But at that, at that time, people used to buy domains, park them, and reselling domains was a very big business at that time. And it still is for some of these domains. Yeah, I think it still is. People still flip domains. Still is, yeah. Even online. Yeah. It's only that right now people have a lot more options. And so if you, like, for instance, if you don't get your .com domain, you will find a .co or you will find a dot some other extension, which you will be fine with. So that was our first business. We called it Domains Africa. Then that was in 2010. We went. Then, we, of course, we sold that company. That business was no longer lucrative. Then we started, you know, we now started doing apps and technologies around information systems. Uh, so in uh, 2012, 2013, I worked at Clinton Health. They had a, a program where they included students at Strath to build systems. So we built systems for Gava, which are still in use. And some of them are really, yeah, I mean, like I, I built a system to manage supply chain for commodities in 2012. And it went around the country. I mean, we deployed it in 47 counties. That was like really huge for me because yeah, we used to do a lot of stuff, but if you check any developer, they have like a graveyard of projects. So you have like five projects, just lying on your computer, you started it, you, you know, you were doing it at some point, you lost interest or you are unable to commercialize. And so that's, that's, that's the background uh, up until today where we still do a lot. Hope, hopefully the journey will pay off at some point. <laughs> <laughs> pay off at some point. So what do you do with inclusion media? Yeah, so currently we, we consult mainly in uh, customer service uh, applications. So these are CRMs. We also consult, firstly, we build customer apps that support that retail arm of businesses. So our flagship project product is called Paid. What we do is we have a customer loyalty app that helps businesses keep their customers engaged and also keep their customers coming back. You know what people say that 80% uh, of your revenue comes from 20% of your loyal customers, the 80-20 Pareto rule. Actually, it's true. So we help businesses keep their customers coming back. And uh, we've done that now for about five years in uh, basically the major towns in Kenya. 
what i'm getting from you is uh, you like building you like projects <laughs> uh yeah yeah i mean if i can put it easily you, you know in business business is simple you buy and sell more than you have bought correct so if you buy a pen you sell it buy 10 bob sell 20 bob yeah so when you look at all these businesses i i, I mean and i figured early enough that if you're able to sell a product and resell a product on a ACS model it's a growing market here in Kenya and that's that's actually what influences staying in building building stuff you know i'm so yeah. impressed because i'm like kenyans are so innovative i'm so impressed by the kind of innovation you're talking about um and the story wow. of how you've gotten there i just like to know and even for our listeners where did this drive come from for creating you said in high school you were interested in aviation then that changed. can you recall any talents and gifts you are younger that you can think of, of why you are where you are now yeah actually uh, let me give you an example i used to love uh, computer games back then we used to play a lot of computer games fifa fifa was big uh, need for speed was big and some of these other games and real tournament and others for for you know computer games so in class as early as class 7 8 even 6 i used to duplicate can duplicate cds all for you you know you have a, the same copy of that cd and i used to resell actually those cds now at home we had a, we had a rule that you you were not supposed to turn on the computer until the weekend So you see the dilemma I have promised someone that uh, I'm going to get them a CD tomorrow so let's say tomorrow is Wednesday yeah. so I'll get you a CD tomorrow on Wednesday but I know very well that at home I am not able to do that with the prevailing circumstances yeah. so I would have to like sneak late at night <laughs> put on the put on the computer and then make sure that the brightness ni kidogo kabisa very little brightness and then I do the thing Uh, of course the, the the machines at that time were really loud like the fan was quite loud yeah so the risk was very great very great but uh, i mean we were able to duplicate like fifa fifa 2008 it was two cd's need for speed also used to be two cd's so you know you will spend a good let's say one hour duplicating cd's just to get to school the next day and then of course in school also it was illegal to have money It was illegal to have CDs so that's i mean that's what i can recollect uh, my early days selling stuff oh wow and so it's not a surprise you are mm. where you are <laughs> <laughs> it's a bug it's a bug when it bites that's it that's the end it's of you bug. it just keeps catching you <laughs> imagine you know i've come to actually realize i think that different kinds of entrepreneurs anyone can correct me if i'm wrong Mm-hmm. And those who they like the hustle you know buy sell it could be anything sand paper pen <laughs> could be anything. i know i know and i know and then there are those yeah. ones who actually want to build a product and sell that product and for a long time i myself used to struggle with i don't think i'm a hustler like i'll just buy pens and so although i've like sold stuff before 
but I, it's, I don't think it's in me. I see it more in other family members. Um, I like more of building something and believing in it and selling it. Or one can have both like you. What do you think? I have a mentor. I have a mentor who calls, who, who separates entrepreneur and innovator. So, it, I mean, innovator is somebody who is rather stuck on one thing. They really believe in it and they want to see it thrive. Then entrepreneur is somebody who solves a problem, basically, and uh, makes a financial gain while doing that. Uh, also, there's, I mean, there are many things, you know, entrepreneur nowadays seems to be the most uh, rosy thing to to have as a title, but uh, honestly speaking, all we're trying to do is make money. So I think, uh, I think to me, what I would say is it's, it's the love of the, the, the love of the game, how much you love the game, whether it's reselling something that you purchased or whether it's a, uh, uh, you know, creating something new, people have not had and selling it, all of them, I think the end goal is how you make, you know, where you put the meter. Uh, for me, because like uh, I would say it's been uh, actively six years, uh, before that still in and out, I was still in school, but uh, I think I'm finding more and more the need to make money sooner easier, faster. To me, I'm finding that more needful than I did back then. So I'll most likely spend my time doing something I am sure about. I know, you know, I have experience or I have consulted someone, they, you know, their experience they have shared and I know it's going to take much less time. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I think. We, we need to create success stories a lot yeah. sooner here in Africa. What, what led you to that, William? Because there must be some experience behind that, deciding to just yeah. things that you feel you're experienced in or you're sure about. Because like any idea, you can't be fully sure, you know, that it will exactly. work. One of the co yeah, yeah. of Netflix says that, you know, a lot of people said that their idea wouldn't work until they tried it. Um, and I think like, anyone you're, you don't know if your idea will work until you until you try it so where where has that experience come from or how many times have you burned your fingers uh let me put it like this over over the last couple of years i and i've also learned about there's a concept called the part-time entrepreneur I book on that and you can go check it out uh, it talks about doing something part-time until it makes money. And that's also a lot, of, a lot of what people are told to do, which is, I think, is really great advice. Like if you can be doing something on the side, you give it your extra hours up until a point it is commercially viable, I think that's a good idea. From my end, I've had to run on savings, like... Uh, there's a time I saved up uh, like like close to like five thousand five thousand US dollars, and I jumped off into some idea. The idea was uh, building a solution for lawyers for lawyers to manage 
their law firms and put all their cases, their mentions, they are collaborating within the law firms together with their paralegals, the clerks. Everybody is on one platform. They have an account where they pay on a monthly basis. Now, I spent nine months building that solution, doing nothing else. Now, after doing that for nine months, now I had to now make a customer, make a sale. You spend so much time behind, behind, uh, you know, behind walls working on something for a customer who you have not talked to. Now, also to add context, here in our country, we don't have that much, and, and I think it's growing. I, I have to say it's growing, the interest for angel investments, because angel investments are one of the riskiest, they're one of the messiest, and that's where you lose most of your money if you are an angel investor. Why? Because even when you look at people like YC and all those secure, all those partners who invest in angel, mm. they, they put a lot of money into a lot of startups. Knowing very well, a lot of them will go down. But here in Kenya, we don't have that much patient capital. At least someone is putting this 15 million here, 10 million here. They really want you to be validated. So I've learned over time that you have to bootstrap your way to some success here. Then now you're talking to investors. And you know, when you have done that, some of these startups are raising after four or five years. Honestly speaking, in, in SV and in other parts of the world, these people raise on ideas, not on ideas. Some idea is on paper and I raise personal. So it, it means that for us here, it's very important for us to know how to manage our resources in terms of time. We don't have the luxury of at ECG, I have a runway for two years, somebody has given me money. So for me, it's a question of actually starting with the customer, go talk to a client, get them signed up, convince them, give them the lists you can give them at this particular time. Let them pay for it, even if they pay Kidogo, grow with that. In a, in a year or two, you'll have made much more progress than I did with my first concept. Because I, I worked for nine months, actually it was more. Then I started getting, trying, try looking for clients. The first problem you will have is just to have a client to listen to you, not even to buy. So my, my thinking, exactly, that influenced my thinking to trying to do what I know, what I can easily do, what I can make money with easily, sooner. And um, now at least we are, we are, we have a going concern, you know. And that's where yeah. I find, I actually find that balance quite hard. Um, in terms of wanting to make money quick because you have your current expenses you have to meet. At the same yeah. time, to build an actual business that has a foundation, that takes time. Believe you me, it's a, it's a, it's a catch-22 that is also a death trap. <laughs> in fact, I decided that we're no, no longer going to be called startups or entrepreneurs. We are just juakali. We we are just here to tell these clients what we can offer them. We offer them. You make them. it work. You start and you keep going. Then someone says, can you do this? You say, yeah. And then you figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing about <laughs> By the way, it's a big realization here in, uh, 
I mean, in this landscape. Yeah, it's one of those things um, that we get caught in between. And I think, um, unfortunately, what we see a lot is entrepreneur stories that have made it. But you don't see the 20 years or the 10 years before putting that work. It's not automatic. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, in fact, I was even wondering, you were interviewing me and I'm still in the katikati years of not, I mean, really, I was just asking myself, are these the kind of stories that people share? My story is just one of somebody who's still in the, in the pits, who is still in the mud trying to, you know, to get. You're still on the grind. Yeah. How, how do you deal with, did you ever deal with criticism in terms of the journey you decided to take? I mean, yeah, it's, it's something that you will expect, definitely, because some of this, uh, you know, I think millennials really want to get stuff done. Even in companies, when, uh, when you have millennials working, they want to feel they are part of the process. They want to feel what they are doing is recognized. They want to feel that they are making an impact and in the entire overall results, they know they participated and they can, it's tangible to them. And so, uh, to your question, sometimes, uh, and especially, you know, this starts at home. Your folks will not understand why. I mean, like my dad worked for 30-something years. He just retired last year. That's, you know, that's like serious loyalty to a company. Hmm. What conversation can I be having with him regarding leaving work less than a year after I started working? I mean... It, it, it's something that you even anticipate because people do not understand. And I'll tell you, at the time I was leaving, I was not upset with anyone. I was not, I mean, I was even working, you know, very well. It's like sudden death, you know, how, how, how do you, what do you mean you, you're leaving us and you have just been working fine. Nobody has been mistreating you. You're just fine. Why are you leaving? You know, and so a lot of the criticism comes from a point of not knowing, uh, not understanding why or, or I mean, what's, what, and, and I'll tell you that uh, it's the way to go. Why I'm saying it's the way to go is because even currently, the number of people who I know who are looking for jobs na hazipatikani are too many. And so naturally, it means people have to find things to do. But for, for us who pioneered, we actually made the decision. It's because we know that there's a lot more that we, we stand to gain and we stand to help others who also, uh, you know, looking at us. Wow. I think that's amazing. Um, navigating that criticism. And it's something all of us have faced. <laughs> Uh, no one understands and that entrepreneurship is actually a very lonely journey. Yeah, yeah. So what do you value most from your journey so far? Uh, within entrepreneurship, I value teammates most. I didn't value teammates as much as I do today. And that's also because we, we have, you know, we start with a, my idea kind of ego or yeah. mindset I think it's my idea. I think it's my thoughts, what I think. I think, I think it's me, me I want, me I, all that. And over time, I've realized that with a team, you're able to execute a lot faster 
And there's even that feeling of being, you know, that to, togetherness feeling. And I think it, uh, it, it applies anywhere, not just in, in entrepreneurship, even in a church a project that you're doing or anything else. I really value teamwork. And at the end of the day, I also value family because uh, with family, you, you know, you have a support system. You are able to discuss things and even just get you know, challenges and, you know, have a change of mind or have a change of environment from busy lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, with COVID, uh, the thought of death is not usually so far. And so you 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 wonder if if you were to die, what you are building would it last? Would someone else carry the vision? You know, do you have teammates who understand what you are all trying to do and they would carry it on? And it's a reality. It's something that because right now it's it's you know we we already said we know this is the path Hapa to Toki. So how can this outlive me? You know. So teammates are really useful. So as you evolve and become who you're becoming, what are your three lessons that you'd give to someone who is starting out or is in business as well as a millennial? Um, I know there are people who are ahead of us, but those of us in the grind right now, there's some lessons. And what would you have to share? Uh, the first thing I would say is just trust in God because a lot of the things that happen in life and you will see that a lot when you have less control. It's just God. It's, it's God's favor. It's just things that happen. And actually they happen in, in real life, even, in, even in, with people who are employed. Only that when you have much less control, when you don't know if you're going to make the bills, if, you, if you're going to get money to make a certain payment which you need to make, or if you're going to pay your debts, I think you trust a lot more in God than when you know that every month you get money. Uh, so trusting in God is something that we just have, we have to live in. And the second thing, of course, as I mentioned, is uh, create teams, create teams that have uh, shared values. And this is also because over time, you know each other so well that you know, there is a book I was reading previously called The Speed of Trust. And what the, the what COVID says is over time, as you develop trust, you're able to achieve much more faster and even reap, uh, they call trust dividends. So have uh, teamwork. And uh, I think the third thing I would say is just uh, be patient. Uh, this is what I say. If you work hard, you will be rich. You will get what you want. If you work hard, anybody, if you work hard, you will be rich, you will achieve your goals. So just keep doing it day at a time and trust that it will come out well. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, William, for sharing your story today. Thank you, thank you so much, Vanessa. Thank you for listening in today. And remember, you can be able to catch an African Millennial podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and CastBox. Until next time, see you.